Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. You know, I've been uh, asking the Lord for direction for this week, and a passage actually that the Lord started just stirring in my spirit several months ago. I ask the Lord for just direction for you and I as we face an unknown and uncertain time. And I believe that's where the Lord has led for today. And we're going to work our way to Psalm 37. Let's pray. Father, today as we've come together in this place. More than a good idea, more than a good plan, we just need you. More than another person, more than another venue, we just need you. And so, Lord, we ask you in these next few minutes that you would... Just come and be with us today, Lord, as we look into your word. I pray your word will look into us. And I know, Lord, for the next few minutes, I'm the one that is standing here speaking, but I pray, actually, they won't hear me. I pray that today they'll hear you because it's you that we really need to hear. Speak through your word to our hearts, I ask in Christ's name. Amen. You know, the Bible is filled, and that's probably, to use the word filled is probably an understatement. The Bible is filled with promises, words of covenant, words of commitment. God has made so many paths to blessing in our lives that really you and I have to step over, reroute and detour around the promises of God not to walk in His blessing and His favor in our lives. One of the things I've found is the only thing that stops The flow of God's blessing, the only thing that stops the flow of God's favor in my life is me. I will tell you today, the devil's not strong enough to stop God's flow. The devil doesn't have enough plans to stop. He can't thwart God's plan nor God's promise. The only thing that stops God's work in me is me. There's so many times that Scripture lays out a plan and a path for you and I to walk so that we can walk through this life and have direction and we can have purpose and we can have destiny. You know, as we are at the beginning of this new year, most people want this new year to be something that the former year was not. They're looking for something that will will help them to meet some goals or Maybe to see some new growth in an area of their life because you and I live in a world of unknowns. 
And today, many people are unsure about their future. Many people are unsure about tomorrow. But I want you to know that your future is not to left to the mercies of the unknowns. Your life is not left to the whims of the things we don't understand to set a course for your life. I'm just crazy enough to believe that God is the one who sets the course for our lives and not the circumstances of our lives. Some of you have felt you were defined by maybe words that other people spoke over you, or you were defined by mistakes you've made in your life, I would tell you this, nothing sets the course of our life except God. Psalm 37 and 23 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. I love that passage. Many of you know the, there are other translations that render the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I love how it continues. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. Here's the reason why. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Psalm 23 and 4. Even though I walk, here's a key word, through the darkest valley. The darkest valley will try to keep you there. The good word for us in the 23rd Psalm is even though I walk through, I, I came in and I'm going out. I'm not staying here. The darkest valley will not dictate my future. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. When I choose him for my life, he directs my steps. When I choose him for my life, he guides. He guides. He helps me. He helps me to navigate. He guides my life, and he even, as the scripture says, delights in every detail of my life. What a, what a great message for us when we are in a season and a culture of uncertainty. Our lives are secure in his hands. You know, you turn on the news, and you turn on the social media, and everybody is, is afraid of something else that's coming. Well, we've got to get this, and we've got to do that, and we've got this, and we're unsure what's going to happen. Not so for the people of God. He guides, he guards, he directs our steps. Even though we find ourselves in the dark valley and dark seasons of our life, the good news is that he is with us and there's not a valley you'll walk through. There's not a difficult season that you'll walk through that he will not be with you. He said to you and confirmed his word. He said, I won't ever leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never give up on you. You know, we didn't expect the last two years, and the truth is we don't know what to expect in the coming year. But you can be assured of this. No matter what 2022 brings, 
God will guide our steps. God will keep us right in the palm of his hand. He will look over us. He'll watch over us. He will protect us. He will guard us. He will keep us. He will supply for us. You know, we didn't know what 2020 and 2021 was going to be. We're still here today. We're not walking through this season blind and at the mercy of troubles. Listen to me. Yes, troubles we will face. Yes, hardships we will endure. But Psalm 119, 105 says, In the hardships your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I am never confused. I am never lost. I may not know the end of the journey, but his word will guide me and keep me along the way. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 encourages us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you the path to take. Oh Lord, I pray today that these scriptures will become personal for you today. Most of you have heard some of these passages before, and, and, and sometimes we just kind of glaze over them. I pray today they will become a first-hand revelation for you. I love the last part of that, Proverbs 3. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you the path to take. It's not a maybe it will, maybe it won't. His word says, if you seek his will, he'll show you the path to take. Nothing, no wonder he says, don't be afraid. No wonder he says, don't worry. He says, trust in me and I'll bring you through to the other side of the story. Truth is, you and I are on a planet where sin and the curse of sin is running rampant. And because of all of that, we continue, as Jesus said, to have tribulations. If anybody tells you the gospel takes away all the tribulation, the hardship, it is a false gospel. If anybody tells you you'll never go through difficulties, just, just, just close your ears because that's not the scriptures. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. In fact, John 16 and 33, he said, I have told you these things so that, notice the key words here, in me you will have peace. Oh, there's a good phrase right there, isn't it? You know, it, it, I think if I, you know, everything in our culture is about, you know, uh, building a better you. Well, let me tell you, I've never been able to get peace in Jerry. They say, Jerry just needs a better place. You need to look at, you need to develop yourself. You need to just quiet yourself and think about Jerry. The only thing Jerry has done for me is make a mess. But Jesus' words were this, in me you may have peace. Notice what he said, in this world you will have 
trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You may be in trouble, but the trouble doesn't have control over you. He said, I've already overcome all of that stuff. So you don't have to be afraid and you can be at peace because you know what? You know what? If tomorrow I get sick and the sickness takes me out, I've not lost anything. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And you know, I can't think of a, of a harder battle and a worse battle than to lose my life on this side. You know, everything else you come through, that's one you don't come through on this side, but you come through to the other side. That's why he says you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. John 14, don't let your hearts be troubled and neither be afraid. He said, you may not know tomorrow, but he says, I've got a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know it well, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to bless you, prosper you, give you hope, and to give you a future. So as we begin the new year in this new season of our lives, what encouragement can I give you today? What direction, what steps should we take? And, and I'll be honest with you, in preparation for today, I thought, you know, it's just a normal thing. You, you've got to come up with an idea nobody's ever come up with. I'm going to tell you, this one's not, uh, it's not original. It is with somebody else, it's just not me. It's original with him. Psalm 37, that's where I pointed you in the beginning, and now we're going to pick up the text. Psalm 37 and 5. Here's the word for us for this year. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. Commit everything, everything, everything. You know what? I don't know about you, but I'm going to do a lot of things this year. You're going to do a lot of things this year. You're going to enter in some new ventures in life. You're going to pick up some new projects. You're going to meet some new people. You're going to take some trips. You're going to, you're going to do all kinds of things. A lot of things you're going, to, you're going to make a lot. Think about this for a moment. Think about how many decisions you will make this year. Just stop and think about all the decisions you've made already today. Clock went off. First decision was, do I hit the snooze or do I get up? <laughs> and you knew it was cold and rainy, so most made the decision to hit the snooze button again. From the moment that our eyes wake up, we start making decisions. Decision after decision, choice after choice after choice after choice. The word for us today is commit everything you do we do a lot don't we we go here we go there we talk to this person we talk to that person my wife is so hilarious we go we go into stores and uh she has a friend everywhere <laughs> I, i'm just telling you it doesn't matter what store we go into she'll come out she'll go i got a new friend my wife goes into stores and makes such connections that the people, when they have a good sale, the people at Hobby Lobby call my wife's cell phone. 
The managers at, at Hobby Lobby know Paula enough. They have her cell phone. And they'll go, hey, Paula, we just want you to know that we have this particular item. It's really a good sale today. <laughs> now, it's either that they know her well or she spent a lot of money there. And they're thinking there's a lady we can get in here. <laughs> we do a lot of things, don't we? We have all kinds of projects and things, and I don't know about you, but, you know, we're in a season of winter right now. I'm thinking about summer, and I'm thinking about all the things that I want to do this summer, and I'm thinking about all the things I want to accomplish. Life is full, and the Scripture says, commit everything. Listen, God wants to be a part of every area of your life. God wants to be engaged in your life, and he wants to be engaged in all of your doing. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and I love this phrase, and he will help you. So what does that mean, to commit everything to the Lord? first thing I would tell you is this. It means to put your life in his hands. You know, it was right. When Paula had Dave come back and share, um, it, it was right because at the very same time I'm thinking what Dave shared this morning goes with my sermon, and Dave needs to share that. And about the time I thought that, she went, Dave. <laughs> it was right on. It's right on. We need to put our life into God's hands. But how many of you know we've put it there and sometimes we try to take it back? The safest place your life can be is in God's hands because when you and I yield our life and we yield our days and we yield our outcomes and we yield our future into his hands, you and I, when we do that, we can know that the words of Romans 8 and 28 come to fruition. It says, and we know that God, here's a word again, causes everything. Can you say that word with me? Say everything. What does that include? Everything. We just read the scripture that said, commit everything you do to the Lord. And now we find in Romans that God, when we do that, when I say, God, I want everything, I commit everything I do, the scripture comes back and says, God causes everything to work together for the good. Now, I want, I want to give clarification because sometimes when we read that everything worked together for the good, we think that means pleasant. When I was a kid, we were talking about this at Christmas time. When, when I was a kid, some of y'all will be able, be able to relate to this. When I was a kid and you'd get a cut, my dad always got this stuff called methylate. Any of y'all ever experienced methylate? I don't. You know, there had to be some rather because you can't even buy it today. <laughs> Somebody went, that's not good stuff. But my dad, while I'm squirming, you know, he's putting on my finger and I'm squirming everywhere. He's going, it's going to be better for you. And I'm going, 
You have no... That's easy to say, you're on that side of the medicine. I'm on this side of the medicine. Scripture says God's going to cause everything to work together for the good. That doesn't mean it's always going to be pleasant, but it's going to bring about good. God, who, hang on for a minute. God is not as concerned about your comfort as he is your good. God is not as concerned about you being pleased as much as he is you being better. So because of that, God will cause everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Trust in the Lord. Depend on him. As you have begun this new year, start your day by committing your day into his hands. The the day is unknown to us, but not to him, for he knows the beginning and he knows the end. He gave us some good encouragement in Matthew 6 and 33. He said, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. There's that word everything again. Think about everything you need. I don't know about y'all, I need a lot. You know, I get up in the morning, I think I need Starbucks. Let me give you, there's another word for that. It's called caffeine. (laughs) I think I need this. I think I need that. I'm glad he knows better what I need than what I think I need. He says, if you'll seek me first, I'll make sure who? You have everything you need. That's why the psalmist David said, I have been young and now I am old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor their children out begging for bread. Why is that? Because when you seek first the kingdom of God, he says, I'll give you everything you need. The safest thing you can do in 2022 is put your life into his hands. Make him the priority of your year. Make him the priority of your future. It's really about choice. There's so many blessings, so many benefits that we forfeit. This goes back to Dave's poem because we don't put it in his hands. Second Chronicles 7.14, we were in those passages uh, a few weeks back. The number one word, I think that goes above all the other words, is the word if. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. God has all of this blessing and promise, but there's an important word. If, if, there's a decision that you and I have to make, who is going to be on the throne of our lives this year? Will it be us or will it be him? What have you decided? What have you determined for 2022? What, what are the choices you are making for your life and your future? You see, there are only two paths we can take, God's path or my path. Listen to the words of Deuteronomy 30 and 19. He said, today, 
I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. And now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. I think when we think about God and us, we're often reminded about our journey in life as uh, parents and children. You know, we all get to experience in this life, both sides, we're all a child, and most people will end up at some point in their life being a parent, whether that is biologically or whether that's someone in your life God's put to be mentored by you, but we understand both sides of that. And how many of you have said to your children, you don't have to raise your hand on this, but how many of you have said to your children, if you'll just listen to what I'm telling you, I'll save you a whole lot of grief in this life. My dad did that with me, and I did what many of you did. Oh, but dad, you don't understand my life. Dad, you don't understand what I'm going through. Dad, you don't, you don't understand what I'm facing. How many times does God say, I want to take you on this journey? And he says, this journey may be filled with troubles and trials, but the outcome of the troubles and the trials will be blessing. It'll be goodness. It'll be mercy. It'll be everything you need given to you if you'll go my way. And we say, but God, you know, yeah. But God, you don't know what's going on. I know you're God, but sometimes, God, I'm not sure you really know what I need. And so we try to take it back. Because we think we can do it in a quicker way than God can do it. We think we can do it in a better way sometimes, don't we? We don't want to admit that, do we? But boy, how many times do we think I can do a better job of this than God? He said, I've given you a choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. He says, now I call upon heaven and earth to witness the choice you are making. Look at that last phrase. Oh, that you would choose life. Have you ever thought about the possibilities of the word if? Author Mark Batterson said this. This single two-letter word is the hinge on the door of possibilities. This single two-letter word is the hinge on the door of possibilities. God asked a pivotal question, if my people, it's a question that is filled with such incredible possibilities, the fact that our God is such a good God, and, and the fact that He is so passionate about blessing His people, and the fact that He's passionate about pouring out His goodness on us, the possibilities you and I can experience in Him are literally endless. If. If. Let me ask you this question today as you stand here at the beginning of a new year. Isn't it time to put it all in his hands? Let me ask you a question. What can you do better than he can do? 
What about your current situation? Can you deal with it in a better way than the Creator, than the Almighty, than the unlimited God can do? How about your tomorrow? How about your new year, your life, your health, your future? As I was preparing for today, the words of the old hymn came to my mind. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. There's not one person in this room that at some point or another... You and I have not made some wrong choices. There's not one person in this room that has stood over the best laid plans that went south and took a direction you and I did not anticipate. We've all made decisions before in our past that didn't work out like we planned. So what do I do? Maybe 2021 didn't turn out the way you thought and some of the decisions you made brought some changes you weren't anticipating. What you and I can do is we can start making better choices about today and tomorrow. And what choice is that? The choice is to put your life in His hands. When I, when I say the word life, that's not just a generic term. It means my life. It means everything there's that word again, everything. Everything that makes Jerry who he is. Everything that Jerry does. Every decision Jerry makes. Every attitude Jerry picks up. Every word Jerry chooses to speak. Every choice Jerry makes. Everything encompasses my life. The safest place your life can be is out of your hands and into his hands. So after I've placed my life in his hands, then what do I do next? How many of y'all know we're doers, aren't we? I do this and then I get this result. Or I do this and then I'm going to do some more things to get a better outcome. So when I take my life and put it in his hands, I've taken it. Man, this is a hard, this, this seems like a simple thing. This is a hard thing for us. When I take my life out of my control and put it under his control, what do I do now? I got to do something. I, I can't just leave it alone. What do I do? One simple word. Trust. Trust. Trust that once I've placed everything in his hands, he will take care of me. Believe that what you've given to him, he is more capable to take care of than you and me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Believe that he is working all things together 
for the good. Paul said, I am confident that he who began a good work in me will complete it. Commit your future into his hands. Commit the coming year to him. Your plans, your ideas, your dreams. And as you commit those things to him, you can rest assured that he will help you. Because God, contrary to popular belief, God wants to be involved in your life. We read it earlier in the Psalms. He delights in every detail of our lives. You know, we have this agnostic thought that, that God created the world. He put you and I here. God put things into motion. And then God just kind of like skipped town. And God just stands back and watches as you and I make bad decisions. And we do dumb things. And we make trouble and problems. And God just stands back. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible says, I delight in every detail of your life. God wants to be involved in your coming and your goings. God doesn't want to be at a distance because I shared with you a couple weeks ago, there was a time when the picture was God over here and us over here. God was up on the mountain of Sinai in the Old Testament and the people were at the base of the mountain. We went through the wilderness wondering. God was in the Holy of Holies. The people were outside. Then we came to Solomon's day. God is in the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, the people on the outside. But there came a day when Jesus uttered the words, it is finished and the veil that separated God and man was broken and God's desire was, we heard it at Christmas, him to be Emmanuel, God with us. Once you've placed your life in his hands, Here's some of the things, and I will have to tell you, this is not an exhaustive list, but here are some of the promises that come when we put our life in his hands. Jeremiah 33 and 3, call to me and I will answer you. Have you ever sent somebody a text or a phone call and they didn't respond? You know, used to years ago, we would call people and they didn't have an answering machine. And there was no texting and there was no emails. And so you called their house and it might be two or three days. Now if somebody sends you a text and it's two or three minutes, they're like, or, have I made them mad? Why aren't they responding? What's their problem? We're, we're not used to this time frame thing. He says, call to me and I will answer you. Now, God may not, listen, God may not be on your texting schedule. God may not be on the time frame you think he ought to return your phone call. But you can rest assured of this, whether it's a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade, a season in your life. He says, if you call to me, I will answer you. Be be assured of this. If you call on him, he will answer. He will answer. Matthew 11 and 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. You ever been weary and burdened in life? 
Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Psalm 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength. I love this. And ever-present help in trouble. Titus, if you can put that one up there for me, or whoever is back in the back corner. Psalm 46 and 1, God is our refuge. A refuge. A refuge is a place where you hide. A refuge is a place that you go and you find security in. He is a strength, and I love this, he is an ever-present. That's an important phrase. He's ever-present. He's always present. Always. Always. Even when I haven't acknowledged it, he's there. Even when we sing about it, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't sense it, you're working. He is an ever-present help in where? What's the word? What's the word? Jesus said, in this world you will have what? Trouble. But take heart. I have overcome, he said, and I am an ever-present help in trouble. So no matter what the coming year or the decade may bring, believe him. He will be there. When I have a problem, he will give me what I need to make it through. I love this passage, Psalm 4 and 6. What a good word for us this year. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about, here's that word. How much? What things? Don't worry about anything. Anything. You mean, like, anything? You mean, like, what's going on in Washington and what's going on everywhere else and What's going on with my kids? How many of y'all have your kids ever went away you didn't plan? Yeah. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about, here's the key word, everything. You know why? Because God wants to be involved in the everything of your life. It is so much more than just religious. Religion is great. Religion is not a bad thing. But when it becomes religion for religious sake, we've lost something, and what we've lost is the relationship. He wants to be involved in our lives. Don't worry about anything. Instead, I love this passage, pray about everything. Notice this, tell God what you need. I love how that's rendered. Just tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. You know what happens when I thank Him for what He's already done? It gives me greater faith to believe for what I need. You see, I've seen you be faithful before, and God, I've got another situation today, and I need you to get involved. Tell God what you need and thank Him 
for all he's done. It goes on to say, then, key word, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's not their fault. I didn't give them all the scripture. Listen to those words. After you've done those things, after you don't worry about anything and pray about everything and you tell God what you need and you thank him for what he's done, notice the word, then you will experience God's peace. Isn't that what we want? Then we'll experience God's peace and it describes his peace. It exceeds anything we can understand and his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Friends, that's what brings peace for our future. I don't have to worry because I know my life is safe in his hands. My future is safe. We can trust that he will help us to make right decisions this year. He will help us as we walk through difficulties. He will help me when I'm sick and he'll help me when I'm well. He'll help me when I'm in pain and, and he'll help me when I'm in trouble or distress. No matter what lies ahead of me, he will give me and he'll give you the wisdom, the knowledge, the insight you need. Why? Because that's the kind of God he is. That's why Jesus said in John 14 and 27, these words, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You can pray about anything. Anything at all. You can pray about what bugs you. You can pray about what causes you to be afraid. You can pray about what keeps you up at night. You can pray about uh, difficulties in relationships with other people. You can pray about your boss. People here do an awful lot of that. <laughs> You can pray about your spouse. You can pray about your kids. You can pray about anything. Think about that. Sometimes we think, well, you know, that's kind of, God's got better things to be concerned about than my little things that's going on. The Bible says pray about anything. Think about that. Anything. There's nothing that's not included in that. You could pray about anything whatever's on your mind you can talk to him about you can ask him anything you can ask him to help you daily to make wise decisions decisions that'll come from his will and not your will and by placing our life in his hands i'm putting him as the controlling force of my life i can tell you this i need his help in every way because Jerry makes some decisions that aren't always right. Jerry can mess things up in a hurry. He doesn't mess anything up. He will take care of you. You know, when we are putting our life in his hands and we are choosing to trust, really what we're doing is we're inviting him to be in all of our days.
to be our Lord, to be our leader, to be our director, to be our counselor, our guide, our helper, our comforter, our keeper. Listen to this. He knows what's best for you. Just trust him. He knows what will make you most satisfied in this life. How many times do we step outside of his will because we think we need something to satisfy us when he's saying, I have the plan that will bring real satisfaction to your life. So what's ahead? What's ahead for you and what's ahead for me in 2022? I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. I have no idea. I would tell you this. Um, 2021, I did not expect 2021 to be what it was at all. And it started out right at the beginning of the year in our family. So I can't, I won't even begin to try to tell you what 2022 will be for you. But I will tell you this. Commit everything you do to him. Trust him. And he'll help you. He'll help you navigate through 2022. You know, in life before, I've had people give me directions to arrive at a destination. And sometimes those things worked and sometimes they didn't. But I found when I get in the car and I'm going someplace that I don't know, I usually will open up the maps program in my phone. And I will say nine times out of ten, it'll lead me the right path. One day, I uh, setting into town, into Indianapolis, and I knew where I was going, but I turned on the Navigator because it told me when I would arrive, and I wanted to have a good idea whether I was going to be early or late. And all of a sudden, it spoke up and said, you need to turn here. And I went, no. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I need to keep going straight ahead. And I went a little farther and it said, you need to make a U-turn and go back. No, 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 no. Boy, this thing is really, my phone is really crazy today. <laughs> and I got up a little farther and the traffic was bumper to bumper to bumper. And I had one of those oh moments. You ever had those oh moments? And so I turned back and went the way it tried to take me. And lo and behold, there was no traffic. And it took me all around and dropped me back out where I needed to be. And when I looked back down the road, they're all sitting. And I just kind of... <laughs> Y'all didn't listen either, did you? God works very much like that navigator in our life. He says, I want to take you this way. Just trust me. It may not be what you're used to or how you think it'll be, but just trust me. Father, there are so many things we just don't understand and we don't see. We don't know the hurdles, the obstacles, the troubles, the difficulties. That'll be ahead of us, but you do. And so, Lord, I just pray today. 
pray today that we would begin this new year by just placing our life in your hands. I pray, Lord, as we began a new season, it's a season of unknowns, that we'll be willing to say, Lord, I yield my life to you, and I pray you'll take my life and do, do what you know is best for me. Lord, as we do that, I pray that you'll help us just to trust you. Trust that you have our best interest in mind. And trust that in everything, you're working all these things together for my good. Help us just to trust you, I pray. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand this morning as we close? You know, we're a people who believe that God wants to be involved in everything. And so today, as we close our time together, um, I don't know what everything may be that's going on in your life today, but he knows. And so today, if you've come to church, and you know, we're just a family here. If you've come to church, maybe you've got a situation going on in your life. And you just need God's help and his involvement. You know, sometimes I say this, Lord, I trust you, but help me to trust you more. Sometimes my prayer is just, I do believe, and you help me believe even more. <laughs> Today, if you've come and there's a need in your life or the life of somebody around you, like for you today, if you'd like prayer, Polo's going to begin singing in just a moment. If you'd like prayer, I'd like for you just to step out from where you're at. We'd love to have the opportunity today to pray for you. Mike, when, when, when they come, I'd like for you to come if you would. Mike Derry is here, and this week we're going to have a memorial service for his brother-in-law, Virgil Hall. We'd like to pray today, Mike, for you as you represent family. And um, Judy, if you wouldn't mind, I got a message right before service that Nettie Stevens, many of you know the Stevens, Nettie Stevens passed away uh, today. And uh, I'd like to pray for the Stevens family today. And any others today, you have a need and you say, we just like to pray uh, for you. We just like to pray for you. And trust God to help you. So as Paula sings today, if you'd like for us to have prayer for you, I'd just like to ask you to come. There's some that have come down front here, some of the singers have joined me, and we'd like to pray with you. Trust God for you. Would you come as she sings today? If you would like prayer, would you come today?